Dogecoin jumps after series of Elon Musk tweets fans more wild cryptocurrency trading. And I mentioned this before, but I really think Elon Musk is probably one of the worst influences when it comes to the short-term cryptocurrency trader. Not investor, but trader. So the price of Dogecoin spiked on Thursday after Tesla CEO Elon Musk mentioned the coin on Twitter, adding another chapter to the volatile history of a cryptocurrency that started as a joke. The price of the digital coin was up more than 11% to about $0.40 in midday trading hours after the Musk tweet. How much is that doge in the window? Musk tweeted on Thursday morning. He later said in a reply to another user that I haven't and won't sell any doge. So this person, Dave Lee, says to clarify, I don't think Elon would ever sell any of his doge holdings. He's the ultimate holdler. And then Elon Musk responded, Yeah, I haven't and won't sell any doge. Thursday's move comes after a wild day for cryptocurrencies saw Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Dogecoin all plunge sharply before clawing back a chunk of those losses later Wednesday. So Musk, who talks and posts about Dogecoin frequently, said earlier this month that he was working with developers to improve the cryptocurrency, and he has also referred to it as a hustle on Saturday Night Live, and said his value is largely speculative at this point. And, yeah, here's the thing, right? I mean, this is the depressing thing about, like, Dogecoin, right, and a lot of, like, a lot of cryptocurrencies right now, is that someone could literally post something like this. Right? How much is that doge in the window with an image of basically a neon sign saying Cyber Viking? Right? And then there's a little doge like logo on a $1 uh, dollar. Right? So they're basically trying to like imply that like, hey, doge is going to go to a dollar. Right? And again, this is the depressing thing, right? Because, you know, he has over 256,000 likes on this thing, which, you know, I mentioned before, he probably has more like a million plus people actually viewing this tweet and potentially trading on this tweet. And it's sad to see, right? Because it's sad to see when someone has so much wealth available to them, right, that it doesn't matter if this thing crashes, right? It doesn't matter if this thing soars. It doesn't matter if Bitcoin crashes or if it soars to the moon, right? Like it doesn't affect him at all, right? Because pretty much no matter how much money he puts into it, it's literally not going to affect his daily life at all. But you have people who end up, you know, getting into Doge to get rich quick or doing, you know, other different things to get rich quick and they trade based off of this thing and they could end up losing a lot of money they could end up losing their house they could end up losing all of their savings depending on how they react to his tweets right and there's gonna be a lot of people influenced emotionally and trade emotionally based off what he does and i don't know if he's just being a big troll or he believes everything he's tweeting like i don't know but this is just depressing to see because you got to know that there's probably so many people that have lost so much money 
from his tweets and reacted badly where they like ended up selling at like the crash of it. It's just gonna be it's gonna be hard to see the aftermath of like everything that's gonna go on. And honestly, Elon Musk might be solely responsible for the SEC coming into cryptocurrency in the sense that they're gonna to try to regulate cryptocurrency to such a massive degree, all because of Elon Musk. Feel free to give your thoughts. I just do not like what he's doing with cryptocurrency and influencing the markets to such a degree. Treasury calls for stricter cryptocurrency compliance with the IRS, says they pose tax evasion risk. So let's get into the story. So the Treasury Department on Thursday announced that it is taking steps to crack down on cryptocurrency markets and transactions and said it will require any transfer worth $10,000 or more to be reported to the Internal Revenue Service. Cryptocurrency already poses a significant detection problem by facilitating illegal activity, broadly including tax evasion, the Treasury Department said in a release. This is why the President's proposal includes additional resources for the IRS to address the growth of crypto assets, the Department added. Within the context of the new financial account reporting regime, cryptocurrencies and crypto asset exchange accounts and payment service accounts that accept cryptocurrencies would be covered. Further, as with cash transactions, businesses that receive crypto assets with a fair market value of more than $10,000 would also be reported on. Bitcoin reversed course shortly after the Treasury's announcement and was last seen trading up 1.6% according to CoinMetrics. And previously in the session, it was up more than 9%. So a growing number of Wall Street analysts have over the past month sounded the alarm that regulators at the Treasury and Securities and Exchange Commission could soon take a more active role in cryptocurrency regulation. So the Treasury Department's release came as part of a broader announcement on the Biden administration's efforts to crack down on tax evasion and promote better compliance. Among proposals officials are considered considering are bolstered IRS funding and technology and more severe penalties for those who evade their obligations. According to the Treasury estimates the difference between taxes owed to the U.S. government and those actually paid totaled nearly $600 billion in 2019. Increased regulation will likely upset some cryptocurrency investors who have seen the value of Bitcoin slide about 25% over the past month and talk of capitalization creep onto online forums. And with longtime cryptocurrency expert Gary Gensler at the head of the SEC, Raymond James expects it's only a matter of time until Congress grants the regulator broader jurisdiction. He told lawmakers earlier this month that allowing the SEC to regulate cryptocurrency exchanges will help ensure investors are protected and prevent market manipulation. Chairman Gensler is viewed as a potential ally for cryptocurrencies as a former professor on the topic. However, these statements are likely to revisit debates regarding the regulatory risk to cryptocurrencies and exchanges Raymond James analyst Ed Mills wrote earlier in May. 
In the short term, this could cause headline risk yet. However, in the medium to long term, regulation would add further legitimacy to the asset class and could provide a regulatory moat around existing cryptocurrency exchanges. While involvement by the Treasury Department and the SEC may ultimately prove a boon for cryptocurrency investors, any near-term regulatory hurdles will likely come as another bother for investors in Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and the like. Those sentiments were echoed by Miller Tabak last month when the firm told clients that cryptocurrency markets are not properly considering legal risk. Confirmation of Gary Gensler as SEC chairman and cryptocurrency volatility over the weekend following rumors of tighter regulation highlight the regulatory risks facing this industry, strategic economist Paul Shia wrote in April. The difference in regulatory risk and progress as a means of payment raises an important question. Are other coins recent success due to good news about them or are they piggybacking on positive sentiment related to Bitcoin, he added. Democrats and Republicans alike have made cryptocurrency regulation a top priority in 2021 as run-ups in the price of Bitcoin and other digital assets last year sparked concerns of market manipulation and uninformed retail investments. Feel free to give your thoughts on this, share this as well with someone who might need to see this, but uh, the thing that you got to understand for those that end up watching this or listening to this People have different views on cryptocurrency, right? But the purpose of cryptocurrency is to be a currency. Now, also you got to understand too that the more regulations that the U.S. imposes onto cryptocurrency basically starts to push the super wealthy holders of cryptocurrency to leave the United States or to never move to the United States. And what I mean by this is that let's take, for example, a country like Singapore, right? Which is one of the most free. I think it is actually technically listed as the most free financial country, right? The United States is not the most free financial country. And so I believe in Singapore, you don't actually have to tell them anything about how much money you actually own, how much money you actually have. And you're only taxed, I believe, at 10% of your income, which means people who end up holding a crazy ton of money, they could technically have no income, right? Which means they won't actually pay taxes in Singapore. So the way I see it, the more regulations that the United States ends up putting onto cryptocurrency investors, it basically pushes super wealthy individuals in this space to go elsewhere, right? They're making the United States less competitive. And when you make it less competitive, that means... People who would bring in a lot of money and potentially do a lot of things with that money in your country are basically going to go bye-bye, right? Like, why would they stay in this country? Why would they stay a U.S. citizen? Like, can you imagine if someone was, like, holding, like, a billion dollars in, like, let's say Bitcoin, right? And then the U.S. ends up, you know, going 
absolutely nuts with the regulations and the taxes and all that kind of stuff when it comes to cryptocurrency. That person is probably just going to denounce their citizenship, move to a different country that it's financially more free, like Singapore, and never have to deal with the U.S. ever again, right? Like, that money's never coming back. That's that's the same issue with raising the corporate tax rate to a super high level is because you're not going to get those businesses back. You're making it less competitive, less enticing for people to go to the United States, right? And the whole point is you want people to come to the United States with a lot of money because they could do a lot of things with that money. They could create businesses. They could invest into businesses. They, they could be VCs. They could be angel investors. They could donate money to charities that could potentially help you know, different communities, right? They can maybe fund a school and help people in lower education or poor poor counties and then end up helping them with their education, right? Like there's a lot of things that they could do with that money within the states, but if they are basically getting smacked around by the IRS, you know, they're not going to get any benefit. Like why would they stay in this, basically in a country that ends up hating them, Right. So there's a lot of risk that comes along with trying to put so much regulations. And then this is also another thing. Can you truly regulate cryptocurrency, right? Because there's going to be cryptocurrencies out there that they have no control over and they have no access to, right? I believe there's like a cryptocurrency out there. I believe it's called Monero where that thing's completely anonymous. Like everything about that, I believe, currency is completely anonymous where people could end up doing transactions completely non-publicly, right? So for all those people who end up doing like super shady crap, they could probably move into something like that or some other cryptocurrency that's super, I don't know, like shady and end up doing something like that, right? Whereas if, you know, they had less regulations when it comes to cryptocurrencies, which pushes more and more people to go into like, let's say, Bitcoin or something or Ethereum, all that stuff is public. All that stuff is tracked. Every transaction is tracked with those two things. So you know what's going on. You can see where the money's going. You can see where the transfers are coming from and to, right? Which gives the government access to all this information that they could then use to stop people from doing criminal activities or doing something stupid or stealing money from people, right? So this whole like increase the regulation thing is going to be a super big issue and it's going to be a really big negative when it comes to the United States and for like people who want to diversify their income or all that kind of stuff, right? But there's a lot of fairly wealthy individuals who are putting like a portion of their portfolio into, you know, the main cryptocurrencies to just diversify and let that thing grow because they believe that, you know, it has some viability. But if you end up regulating it to such a degree where they're not going to put any more money into it, then you're going to basically destroy different currencies and it's it's just going to be a big issue, right? But either way, I mean, there's technically nothing stopping someone moving to a different country, creating a brand new like crypto wallet or a crypto mine, getting money like that and then like, you know, living their life in a different country, right? Like there's nothing stopping someone from doing something like that. So how much can they really do when it comes to regulation on cryptocurrency? Honestly, probably not that much. Probably the most that they could truly do is something dealing with taxes. But at the same time, 
if you increase the taxes too much on this stuff, if you make it too hard for people to really make any money from it, then they're just going to leave the country, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of people leaving the country, especially a lot of people with a lot of money are probably going to just leave the country because they have the ability to just leave the country because they have currencies that can be used anywhere in the world, technically speaking. Feel free to give your thoughts. Share this with someone that might need to see this, but like... Man, the more regulations, the less competition, and it's just going to be bad. Discussion paper on the benefits and risks of CBDC, says Jerome Powell. So Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said the government body is moving forward with research to implement a central bank digital currency. In an announcement from the Fed today, Powell said the Federal Reserve Board would be issuing a discussion paper among sometime this summer calling for the U.S. public to comment on issues related to payments, financial inclusion, data privacy, and information security, while the Fed chair said crypto was not a convenient way to make payments given its volatility. He was seemingly more open to stable coins in a central bank digital currency, or CBDC. Our key focus is on whether and how a CBDC could improve on an already safe, effective, dynamic, and efficient U.S. domestic payment system, said Powell. We think it's important that any potential CBDC could serve as a complement to and not a replacement of cash and current private sector digital forms of the dollar, such as deposits at commercial banks. According to Powell, designing a CBDC in the United States would require input from the public and elected officials given that it raises important monetary policy, financial stability, consumer protection, legal, and privacy considerations. The proposed discussion paper would complement the Fed's research into the risks and benefits of issuing a digital dollar which has been ongoing for the last several years. He added... Irrespective of the conclusion we ultimately reach, we expect to play a leading role in developing international standards for CBDCs engaging actively with central banks and other jurisdictions, as well as regulators and supervisors here in the United States throughout that process. And Powell has spoken extensively about the possible ramifications of the United States releasing a CBDC, stressing that he believed it was more important to get it right than it is to be first. And in February, he hinted that prior to a digital dollar rollout, the Fed would engage with the public pretty actively, but did not roll out the project first going to lawmakers. So, uh, you know, this is from Cointelegraph, but here's the thing, right? Like, they've been talking this for a while, but you also got to understand too, which, you know, share this if you want someone to see this that doesn't understand things, but... The thing that you got to understand, really, is that with the with how the U.S. money system is, this is technically what's already going on in a sense, right? Like your banks, all the banks around you don't actually have money really in their system, right? They have numbers on a screen. That's basically all it is. And they can change those numbers at any given point. Like it's a really weird and messed up system when you really start to like do research on it and dig into it. It's like they're basically already creating money out of thin air, which is exactly like these ERC twenty tokens, right? Like Shiba Unicoin or all these other like meme coins. That's basically what the US dollar is. Now, obviously the US dollar has 
mass acceptance, right? Because you know it's basically reinforced by the strong arm of the United States military. And I'm not saying necessarily that it's a bad thing or a good thing, but that's basically why we can do this, right? And I'm just worried that if they do end up going this route, right? which is probably also one of the reasons why they're trying to regulate other cryptocurrencies so that people have to rely on their CBDC, which their cryptocurrency, right? It's just going to be really... It's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening because in the grand scheme of things, this is kind of already happening with the US dollar. Like the US dollar is basically already a CBDC, right? Because you can't just go to your bank and ask for all of your money out of that bank, especially if you have a large amount of money inside a bank. Like, let's say that you have like a million dollars in a bank, like in your bank account. You cannot go to your bank and be like, hey, I want a million dollars cash out now, right now. I want my money, right? You can't do that. They will not give you your money. They will not give your money in cash. They will not do that. Why? Because your money doesn't actually really exist inside that bank, right? It doesn't really exist in the system. It's just numbers on a screen that's being lent out to other institutions that are then lent out to other institutions, which are then (laughs) lent out to other institutions, which are then backed potentially or insured by the federal government with basically money that they're just going to create out of, you know, air, right? So it's it's honestly crazy when you really think about it. If anyone ever stumbles upon this in the future, like start doing some research on how the banking system works because when you look at it in any, like, with any time frame of just, like, looking at it and, like, kind of analyzing it, like, you know how, like, you're really lazy and you're, like, eating chips and doing something else? You could still end up seeing just how messed up the banking system actually is. But yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think this honestly is going to be more so the future. I think it's going to be something like, you know, back in the old days of like sci-fi kind of stuff, I believe in um in one show, the currency that they used to buy stuff was uh, credits. It was called credits. And it's just like, you know, anytime you like did something, it's just called credits. Actually, you know what? I think I remember the show. I believe it was an animation show called Cowboy Bebop, which was discontinued, right? But I believe within that show, which I think it was made in like the early 90s, what they used for their currency, and they're like traveling through space and all that kind of stuff, right, to different planets, was called credits. Right, and I could see something like that happening and also being named or created in that form where they're going to call this credits. Right, these are just credits. So, like 1,000 credits could be you know a burger, right? 1,005, well, maybe 1,500 credits is going to be you know a gallon of gas or something, right? Like, I could see something like that. So, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to actually end up happening. I do like how. Cryptocurrency is actually going up again, right? But uh, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens because a lot of people have different views on cryptocurrency. A lot of people have different views on what the 
governments are going to be doing, but it makes sense that, like, it makes sense for like the United States to create something, you know, of their cryptocurrency, and then you know China has their own cryptocurrency, and then you know Europe has their own cryptocurrency, and then you know South Korea has their own cryptocurrency, right? Because then they don't have to do anything dealing with these whole paper transactions. Where people could end up paying things in cash, but also it allows everything to be tracked, right? Because you know the government likes to control everything. They also don't like people not paying their taxes on stuff, and they want to be able to access. Okay, like is this person trying to like money launder? Is this person trying to like evade paying taxes? Like what's going on here? You know what's going on? What can we do to stop this? Well, if everything is digital, everything's going to be tracked. And they're going to be able to see, okay, this is where the money went. This is how much money transferred. This is all the details. We know everything about this situation. So it'd be almost impossible for anyone to be able to run away from this because everything will be verified and tracked by their government-issued cryptocurrency, right? So I can see why they would do something like this. I can see why this would also basically uh, influence them to increase the regulations on cryptocurrencies so that their cryptocurrency is more viable, kind of like strong-arm the whole issue. It's just I don't know how many people are truly going to be willing to accept it. It's like the same thing with like electric cars, right? Eventually, it's probably going to go down that route where every car is going to be electrical. But how long will it actually take for people to adopt that way of thinking or that way of life, right? Like it's not going to be an instantaneous kind of thing. It's going to be something that's going to take decades, right? It's going to take decades for people to actually adopt that to the point where the majority of people are going to be doing it. So I don't know how they're going to do it. I just kind of feel like there's going to be a lot of issues with this, but it makes perfect sense as to why they would create a CBDC.